0: Proud to announce our new sponsorship with anothergreatadventure.com, the official travel agency of Annie Consulting. Let me tell you all about anothergreatadventure.com. It's your premier site for traveling. They have cruises, luxury travel, food and wine tours, event tickets, and more. Uh, This is the place you wanna go. For all my sporting event fans, you wanna go to the World Cup? How about this season's Super Bowl? The Masters, the Final Four, World Series, Kentucky Derby, anything you want, anothergreatadventure.com can get you there. You all should check them out, especially now for their Black Friday sales. Call them now, 813-575-8770. Get everything you need as the travel season picks up. So it's time to pack your bags and travel with anothergreatadventure.com. And we're back. Andy Up consultant presents "What's the Line" podcast, week twenty-two Super Bowl prop episode. This is usually, uh, gentlemen, usually our uh, highest-rated uh, episode or highest like listened to. So um, let's do some. Let's do some great things, um, and then you know the future. I got a lot of things planned for the fifth annual. I got I got great things planned for the fifth annual. But we're here. What's the line podcast Super Bowl prop episode fourth annual we'll start with you sound man back again how you feeling this Super Bowl
1: week um feeling good feeling good man it's been a like you said it's been a long year came a long way um you know let's let's finish out strong man you know I had a had a weird season with football personally but <clears throat> here we are man let's let's finish it off a big game. What did you say 22 weeks, something like that. Here we are. You know what I mean, let's, let's finish it off strong.
0: Week 22, deuce, deuce. You know, I love the uh, double digits, always been my thing. Uh, Rome, how you feeling, my guy? Off camera today, but here once again, Super Bowl prop episode, fourth annual. Yeah, I'm ready to go, man. We've
2: had a good year this year. I mean, they had the week one Giants plus five at the Titans. I mean, this has been wire to wire. it uh,
0: Wow, Rome is going going rogue. We can't hear you, Rome. What's going on?
1: That gas station was over him. now. This guy, Rome. Yeah, I just said we had a good year this
0: year, man. I'm looking forward to next
2: year. Wire to wire this year, we were pretty consistent. Uh, so, looking forward obviously this weekend and then uh, next next year.
0: All right, that's Rome. Now, Rome did really good this, this season. Pretty accurate, pretty sharp. Always played your best bet. So, kudos to Rome. Uh, Papa Keith as well is pretty sharp, Um, you know, that middle of that season, right before kind of like the the birthday, all that, you know, all that takes place. Uh, But yeah, so shout out to you guys been sharp. And we know the prop God has been pretty money Not usually on the podcast, but definitely in the discord. Um, So kudos to him as well. And uh, all you guys participating. I mean, Mike Curry, Jordan, you know, I I definitely tried to get it in this season with the pots. Gonna do the same next. Um, but you know, I just wanted to give kudos to everybody before we get it in. But yeah, the gentlemen, we are here. It is the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are playing the Philadelphia Eagles. The spread right now is the Eagles favored by one and a half, seeing a total of 51. Let me give you guys some stats. Well, Andy Reid, all three of his games um in the Super Bowl have gone under the total. So I did want to note that. Um, also want to note. Um out of out of the 56 Super Bowls that have been played, 46 of the Super Bowls that have been won. Uh the team with the team that has the higher rated defense. So let me say that again. The higher rated defense in the Super Bowl has won 46 out of the 56 games. Um, so I did want to note that. Uh, but yeah, sound man, talk to me. How you feeling about this game and this total Super Bowl? We're here.
1: Yeah, um, I, don't, I really don't have too much for the Super Bowl. I'll start by saying uh, we were talking about, you know, the years that we've had this year. I just didn't have the best of years this year. You know, I usually am an underdog type of guy. Um, and I just wasn't the best with them um, this year. And here we go again. Uh, me liking the underdog in the situation, being the Chiefs. Obviously, I'm not rooting for the team in my division, being the Eagles, I feel like, all year. I've been on this podcast and many other platforms, just saying that you know I don't believe in the Eagles um, as the best team, you know, or the front runners or whatever you may have it. And here they are here in the Super Bowl, and the favorites. And um, you know, so this would seem like you know the typical time where I would fade, you know, the favorite, and I would be backing the underdog here. In the Chiefs that have been to, you know, the Super Bowl three times in the last, what, five or six years? I don't know. Something like that. Something crazy like that. Um, so, I don't know, man. Like, I want to back the Chiefs here because I do not want the Eagles to win. Like, you know, obviously NFC East bias here. Um, but I've been terribly wrong in these situations. I think it's the Eagles year at this <laughs> point. Um, I think it's destiny for them. I said that, um, you know get a cakewalk with the Giants and Purdy just goes out, you know, but it just seems destiny for them. It just seems like whatever, you know, will happen on Sunday will probably be in their favor. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to like the Eagles here to win the game. I mean, the, the line is one and a half. I don't think, you know, I, they're going to probably win the game to me. Like I feel going win the game here, but you know, I would love to be wrong. This is me just, trying to be like you know let me go the the opposite way that i want the result to be so it could possibly be the result that i ultimately wanted to be so you know I, I like the eagles to win here more what so the I, I like them more so to win here for you know my vibes you know I, I think it's destiny for the eagles this year and i'm just gonna have to sulk in them winning their second um chip in their history in the last five years as an nfc east uh, opponent for them so you know Go Eagles! Go Eagles! Here, people are gonna ride in the streets of Philly. Uh, you know, have, have fun. You know, well, uh, go Eagles, man. I'm I'm not gonna be too happy. I don't think on on Sunday about nine ten o'clock watching them win a, another Super Bowl. But whatever. <laughs>
0: that is the fans' fan uh, sound man. NFC East guy Rome. How you feel about this game? Uh, Eagles land a point and a half in the total fifty one.
2: Yeah, so this total opened pretty low uh, for two teams that score pretty well, uh, near 49 in most markets, but up to 51.5 some places now. Um, I thought uh, when the line was kind of – when it opened and it sat at 49 for a little bit, I thought that would be a, a, a good spot to pull the trigger on the under. But I think even now is a better time, obviously, getting two points of extra value. Um, you know, before I get to the size, I think the total on this one is an under game. Um we, we talk about Andy Reid in these big-time games. Uh, oftentimes, they, they aren't pulling out the trick plays and gadget plays that necessarily are, are big type of plays. They're more so using them with short yarders. Just the a team uh, that, that likes to keep it close to the chest in these close games. That's why you often don't see how many points from Kansas City until the second half. Uh, and a lot of these close, big, you know, playoff postseason type of games, usually because they try to control clock and be a little bit more methodical in the first half. Um, and So I look for Reed to continue to do that here in this spot. Um, I think, you know, if they can get into halftime, you know, 10-13, you know, obviously getting those first quarter first drive jitters out. Um, and then obviously we still have Patrick Mahomes on a banged up ankle. So, uh, I think that's going, uh, you know, kind of under the radar in terms of, you know, his mobility and what he'll be able to do in terms of dynamic plays down the field. Um, so, so it you know, that kind of leans into, you know, the, the Chiefs still wanting to run the ball control clock and, and kind of keep a conservative mindset offensively. Uh, defensively uh, for the for the uh, for the Eagles here. I, I think you know they've obviously they've looked really, really good in some spots, okay and I, there's other spots in which I haven't been so impressed with them. So uh, I, I think you know obviously an unfamiliar opponent in Andy Reid and the AFC team and the chiefs, um, I, I just don't think this Eagle's defense is as good as advertised specifically on the back end. Uh, I think, you know, they can generate that pressure up front, and I think it's a different ball game in terms of what Patrick Mahomes would be able to do. But, uh, you know, on the back end, I think they're a little bit more susceptible than people tend to think. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm not rushing to the counter now that I've started to, you know, transition to talk about the sides here. I'm, I'm not rushing to the counter to bet the Eagles here. Uh, there's really no way I can bet them. Uh, line over two and a half, uh, you know, Eagles catching that two and a half. Now they're laying one and a half. That line cross zero was up to one and a half within 28 minutes of it opening. Um, and then obviously the public came in and smashed and like that line movement. I, I just can't back, uh, you know, a team and a, a, specifically a coaching staff. that just doesn't have much experience in the postseason. We talked about a Eagles team that lost outright last, uh, you know, last year, didn't cover spread in Tampa. Uh, they come back this year, obviously on fire, but, um, you know, they've only had two playoff wins and one against a very familiar opponent in the Giants. So, uh, you know, I just don't think that this team has been battle-tested. Uh, don't get me wrong, I definitely think they have the talent offensively. Hurts and uh, Brown on the outside, and then obviously Smith. Uh, you know, I think they'll be able to, you know, make some plays, but obviously just, just a team that, that doesn't have that experience. What's Gannon going to do on third and short, you know, when Andy Reid pulls out something he hasn't seen? You know, how are they going to defend Kelsey into the flats? You know, obviously they're going to be looking to target him. You know, who who You know, who's going to be able to, you know, kind of play on that back end uh, for the Eagles, you know, in a, in a, in a way that that will be able to you know, stop the, the, the dynamic offense of the Chiefs. So I, mean, I just can't get behind the Eagles right here. And it kind of just goes back to a defensive backfield. So, uh, you know, like I said, no, I'm not Western Canada, but the side, more so like the total here. Um, but it, it would be Chiefs for me on the side.
0: Yeah, for me, I, I got to like with the Eagles. Um, you know, I, I obviously wrong. I definitely think that's a great point. I mean, This is a team that's literally, they've played in three playoff games so far. under head coach, Nick Sariani. none of them have been close. Blow out the Brady uh, last year. You know, they blow out the Giants, you know, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Blow out the 49ers two weeks ago. So, um, I mean, you
2: kind of get the cheat with the 49ers. I mean, you know, that was kind of a cakewalk. So, you know, this this team is really one and one under this coach in the postseason if if you, you know, kind of want to look at it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I definitely I, I definitely think that that's a point that should be made. But this is a Philly team. I, I feel like I, I just gotta back them here. I mean, Kansas City, what's incredible is, and I'll get to this prop later, but I mean Mahomes just hasn't played that great in Super Bowls. I mean, we obviously know the, the lights are the brightest or whatever in the Super Bowls. Um, but um, you know, he has about uh about a 60 QBR um in these Super Bowls, 65 or so. I think it was 71 against 49ers, about 50-something against those uh, Bucks. So, I mean, he doesn't, you know, I mean, small sample size, obviously, but he hasn't played great in these games, one-on-one one in those two Super Bowls. So, um, you know, obviously this would be a big legacy win for him, but I just think the Philly, you know, it really starts with, you know, this run game in Philly, right? This team that wants to run a ball is, you know, I talked about it on Meticulous <laughs> this past week. They have just su- yep. such variations of running the ball, we saw a lot, uh you know two weeks ago where um what's the kid's name? The uh oh uh, Gainwell comes in and starts to just really like take the heart out of the 49ers, a different run style than Booby Sanders, stuff like that. So um, you know, this is a team that um, you know, Philly, I, I feel like they have such different ways of playing. They attack the weaknesses of the team that they're playing that specific week. Um, and then also the Chiefs have been, you know, extremely bad defensively in the red zone. So I feel like if Philly, you know, gets to that, you know, red zone, you know, point, red zone part of the uh, the field, I feel like they could definitely convert and score touchdowns. Um, I believe they were either top three or number one uh, offense. Philly was in the red zone this season, so, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I mean, for the Chiefs defense defensively, and then you know those fourth and one, also the Chiefs, right? Third and ones, they're not great. They're they're awful on third and fourth and ones. I feel like that should be, you know, something to be talked about. But so I got I gotta go I gotta like on the Eagles here. Um I think that they'll get it done. Yeah, drunk wrong, wrong, talk I mean not wrong.
1: Oh Maddie, talk to me. It's got a question about game flow, right? We always see the Eagles get out to you know early leads. Like if we don't see them get out to an early lead on Sunday, like are we still feeling confident about you know the Eagles? Let's say they go down like 14-3 or 10-3 or something like that. We haven't seen them come back, but only once, albeit against the Colts, you know, like, I don't know if how much we're giving the Colts is like a good football team. But here we are in the Super Bowl. Play- <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like if they go down, you know, what I'm saying are we believing that they're going to, you know, just fight, fight it out and like make it a game and possibly win the game. Like, is that – anybody feel any way about that? Like, you know, I mean, I feel like – Well, I mean, i think going back to
2: Pete's point, that run game specifically for Philly is going to have to be what kind of keeps them cool and collected in this ballgame. Um, and, um I mean, it kind of goes back to me talking about this under and why I like this under so much. Philly's going to want to come out and try to establish the, the ground. I think that, that's obviously what we see a lot of in these Super Bowls early on, trying mm-hmm. to get the jitters out, give them a quick, easy ball <laughs> to the quarterback. So look for a lot of RPO and stuff like that from Hertz, but also look for them to try to establish the ground game. And then, you know, conversely on the Chiefs side, I think these two teams are gonna try and come do the same thing and it's gonna be try to, you know, establish the run game. Give me a quarter with no points on the board with two teams sucking around like that. You know, we're looking at, at a at a tough second half and a close ball game for them to get up to fifty points.
0: Yep. Yeah, I um uh, I mean I definitely lean towards the under, but P with the totals. You should probably go over there, right? I mean, I just educated the Chiefs with the um, you know, the Red Zone defense and the the Red Zone offense for the Phillies. So, um, I lean towards the under, but um, you know, it can it can go either way, but I uh, I tried to look up, I couldn't uh n- not in time, but also MVPs um, you know, nobody's Patrick Mahomes, right? But MVPs haven't done that well in the Super Bowl. Um, when we think about it, I mean, I mean, who won the MVP? Uh, I get last. Year, I don't really know who won last year. It was, it was, um, it was Aaron
2: Donald, wasn't
0: it? Um, but I mean, MVPs overall. I, mean, I guess Peyton Manning. You could throw, you know, a couple. Oh a, no, it was it was Cooper year, Cup. Right? Um, yeah, Cooper. No, Cooper Cup didn't win the regular. I'm talking about the regular season MVP in Super Bowls. We know Cam. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that one year. Um, who else was the MVP? This is, a, this is a tough one. I don't. I don't really. I can't really think of the the court. I mean, most quarterbacks are MVPs. However, right. So, um, but yeah. they don't. They don't do well necessarily in this spot. Uh, Brady in 07, um, we you, you know, we obviously the undefeated team lost in the Super Bowl. So MVPs haven't done this well in the spot, and uh, we know he's about to get that trophy pretty soon. Or we think. He's, he's a pretty heavy favorite. Uh, he's a pretty heavy favorite. So. Um, Holmes. Or hurt. Yeah, he's not good it. I think Mahomes is going
1: to oh. get
0: it. That's the consensus. I don't. I, don't, I think Hurts should get it, right? But you know, Mahomes. I think he's going to
1: when, get it. When is the when is the announcement? Is it this Sunday?
0: Saturday. Saturday? I think it's Saturday usually. I mean, what do you guys think
2: about these two winners ball games specifically in terms of of what they're going to be able to do? With you know, obviously the Chiefs going to be conservative, with Mahomes in the ankle, and the Eagles trying to run the ball game. I don't <laughs> think yeah. this game is really going to be split. I, I don't think this. I don't think it's going to be centered around the quarterback as much as, you know, people may make it out to be. This might be a good opportunity to play. Um, Uh-huh.
1: Go ahead. I don't think the ankle means anything at this point, man. He's had a week off. Like, the game after he got his ankle off. Yeah, he's got two weeks off. The ankle after uh, the week after he got his ankle injured, he went out there and it didn't even look that bad. Like, so now you got two. Oh, he times.
2: looked bad. He looked bad. He couldn't it move was in that bad pocket.
1: when the ankle got injured, he didn't look that bad. He
2: made that one that. play in the fourth quarter when it mattered the most. That big scramble for like four yards. The entire rest of the game, and he, he won the back game right there.
1: And he won the game right. And so now you're telling me he got two weeks off. The ankle got to be better. I don't think the ankle. I think the ankle is just they as bad have as the many silver dynamic
2: silver. Plays. They, they, they weren't dynamic down the field passing the ball in that game, and that was because of Patrick Mahomes' ankle. So I'm talking about his ability to throw the ball from the pocket and then also, you know, his inability to scramble. So it, it's two things there. It's not just is he going to be able to run and make the play. Of course, it's a Super Bowl, he's going to make the play whenever he needs to in a fourth-down big situation. But the, 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 you know, routine balls from the pocket,
1: the way they're going to get the ball down the field,
3: the
0: big plays—I don't think those chunk plays are coming in the, in the, in the air this week. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, listen. This this is not. will. Kansas City it? would definitely have to adjust the way they. I mean, they. You know, they can't. You know, those long passes—the number one. You know, pass defense in the NFL and the Eagles. Um, I talked about it. You know, as far as the defense, the, the better, the higher ranked defenses in Super Bowls i won 46 out of 50 56 times. So, um but yeah, I, I got a like on the Eagles. uh You know, might be my best bet, but we'll see. It's a lot of props out there. So let's get into mm-hmm. some. Let's get into some. Prop, this is the NFL Super Bowl prop episode. What's the line podcast? It's a lot of crazy ones out there. I guess we'll start with some some regular degulars, but our guy. We start at
2: the top? MVP? Super Bowl MVP? Yeah, why not?
0: Talk to me. What are you thinking right now?
2: Uh, like I said, I think this is a good opportunity for a position player to get it. Um, so, you know, I would play defensive guys, uh, you know, the the edge rushers. So that would be Brandon Graham, uh, yeah. Frank Clark, um, and Chris Jones. I would play him. Um, and then, you know, offensively, I, I probably wouldn't play anybody on the Chiefs. Um, and then I, on the uh, you know offense on the uh, Eagles, I'd play Devontae
1: Smith. That's crazy. Let me, since we're here, right? <clears throat> Devontae Smith plus 3,000. Brandon Graham plus 8,000. Frank Clark plus yep. 10,000. That's what Rome's selling and so, kind of the, of.
2: Yep. And, that, and the reason I would play those is because <laughs> okay. I can play all of them.
1: How much are you playing? How much are you playing on that, bro? I mean,
2: you could play a unit of piece on those and still only have three units of exposure and still have, you know, a way to. I mean, you you just named that eight thousand. If you put ten dollars down it's eight hundred bucks, uh, you put ten dollars on all of them. Subtract ten dollars from eight hundred bucks, or twenty dollars from eight hundred bucks. I mean, you're not tripping over that. So I think it's a very, you know, if you want to be cute with it and, and and you know try to, you know, predict the game, you could do that. Lay three fifty on Mahomes or whatever. But I, I'd rather play the long shot and just play have multiple angles as opposed to going big on you know one guy.
0: Yeah, I agree there. Definitely for MVP, um, but defense. I mean, you can do about like a position as well. Like I see a defense alignment is plus twenty five hundred. Um obviously
2: last year when he won. He was plus seven hundred.
0: So I mean,
2: that just gives you, you know, a starting point as to what can cash and what is outrageous
1: and what isn't. I'm not agreeing with your Cooper Cup one. That, that man, that that white man was going crazy last year. Sure. I mean, but he was
2: plus 700 to win the, to win the,
1: the uh, MVP. It's kind of crazy money because your man triple crowned it
0: last year. So. I mean, let's speak about, I mean, so, I mean, is there no, I mean, I know Rome said he doesn't want to do it, but is there any value on Kelsey? I think there is. I'm not playing, I'm not playing the Chiefs offensive player. So that's just
2: me. What
1: are you seeing, in Kelsey at uh, sound, man? 1,200, bro. Plus 1,200. I mean, like, what the hell? We're saying that Cooper Cup, you know what I'm saying? How about that? 100 last I, year.
2: I think that's, that, that's the line saying exactly what the line is saying. Cooper Cup last year won at plus plus seven hundred. We would expect Travis Kelsey to be the only way that the Chiefs could win this game. All right. Was at plus that was the only way
1: that the, damn, the Rams won it. Like, pass the ball. When it came down to winning time, I was like, bro, y'all need to pass the ball. To Cooper Cup, and what do they do? They pass it to him. So I feel like the Chiefs in that situation, who are you passing to? mbs Kadarius Tony. Like what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, I think we're like, a try to try to it's football fun. game, I'm passing it to Kelsey. Like what are we talking about? Yeah, huh? Like, what the
2: uh, is worth the shot too.
1: It's definitely worth the shot, uh-huh. and that's way better odds than what the last year's MVP was. Like what are we saying?
0: No, I definitely agree. Uh, I think um, I don't want to play
1: a Chiefs
2: offensive player. That's just me being that. So that's probably you know, I get it, I it wrong. But
0: our guy, the prop guy, does like Kelsey. What is the over? Is it nine, nine, over nine, nine and, and a
2: half, half. targets?
0: Over nine and a half targets. So, um, you know, I think that that kind of coincides, right? I mean, the ball is going to be thrown his way, yeah. so we could see those seven seven receptions. You know, ninety-eight yards, maybe a touchdown
1: or two, and that, you know
0: that that could definitely
1: be MVP. Crazy. I could see it going crazy. Like, who else am I throwing it to?
0: No, that's fair. So mm-hmm. uh, there, there is some value on Kelsey to win MVP, despite Ron. um but maybe wrong would sprinkle a little something on it. Uh, AJ, At Brown I mean,
2: it, it makes sense.
0: All right, all right. Any um these props are so over the all over the place but uh sound man what, what are you saying right now I know I sent out a, a sheet so I guess we could go from there
1: um, um yeah length of the, length
0: of the national anthem over or under 121 and a half seconds
1: yeah we always do that one that's usually they usually do it right at that um I'm not take, number, right? I'm not taking over on it I wouldn't take it at all. We had
2: the rehearsal last year. We had the rehearsal, so... I mean, we had the cheat and it
0: went under. Yeah, traditionally, I feel like this one definitely goes under, but some people, like, drag it, so it's really about the performer. I mean, I do have-
1: That last one? note. It's that last note. Do we
0: have, maybe, a dramatic performer? I don't know who's performing. Is. No idea. You don't know? That's I can cool. tell you who, who, who's now performing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that's it, that's it. okay. Let me um... Shout out to
0: Anita, God bless Alright, uh, but yeah I, I really don't know who's doing a national anthem But I definitely lean under because I feel like that usually just goes under um, Give me a second I'm gonna... <laughs> A prop actually I want to talk about is Rihanna So there's some, I've heard whispers That it's going to start off with What's My Name God her performance is
1: gonna start off with what's my name? I don't mean to stop you. I don't mean to stop yeah. you right now. The guy this is a guy named Chris Stapleton is the guy who is singing the Super Bowl national anthem, bro. He's probably a country singer and he's probably gonna play his guitar. So I have no idea how this is gonna, you know, interface with the 121 seconds situation.
0: If we if we release some sharks, we could just we could start looking up like these the country singers at Super Bowls. Right. You know what I mean? Obviously they have a certain twang or whatever to how they sing, but that's some real sick old shit. But I mean, you know, whatever. We might find some value there. Bless you. But one thing that I was definitely talking about is I've heard whispers that Rihanna is going to come out to the oh, nah, nah, what's my name? Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) whispers, But I'm hearing, I'm hearing that she's not going to actually sing anything to it. It's just going to be sort of an intro thing. And the first song she's going to actually sing physically this bitch better have my money. So if that's anybody's seeing some props out there for those songs, listen, that's what I'm here. I'm saying the actual like words that are going to come out of our mouth.
1: Are gonna- that, uh, the two props that I like that was on your sheet, right? You had a prop that said, will it be pyrotechnics? And that was plus 150. It's the Super Bowl. There's always going to be pyrotechnics. I don't know why. that was there for plus 150. I like plus 150. And the second one that you had on your sheet was a football being a prop. And if you see anything, I mean, Rihanna's been, like, advertised as the the performer for the Super Bowl for months at this point. But what was all of her merchandise showing? It was showing her hand holding a football. And they're still selling this merch to this day. So I feel like a Super Bowl is definitely going to be a – a football is going to be a prop. So I like – the prop of her, of her having a football out there, and the other one I said I like I like both of those.
0: I feel like that's actually some uh, some good shit though, Oh, like
1: crazy. all all the merch is her hand in the football. So you're telling me that a football is not going to be a prop while she does the performance. It's going to be like at least eleven to fifteen minutes of her going on, maybe thirteen minutes. Obviously, just her. What we all heard. She's going to have a good one out there. Give me that prop for sure. And pyro come on. This is the Super Bowl. There's going to be some fireworks going on. All
0: right. Another one I wanted, to note, I wanted to note for the prop guy, he likes Miles Sanders. Over 26 and a half, first half, rushing yards. So um, you probably want to play that as well, prop guy. That sounds good.
2: Yep. Yep. And it all coincides with the under. Yep
0: all right there we go uh color of the gatorade bath anything anybody got anything for me i feel like we never get this right i have no idea like i'm good yeah no doubt
1: orange blue i logged in on draftkings today they asked me the question and i said green and yellow so that's what i'm going for That's uh, so we got
0: got a, free for that
1: yeah we got a guy over here that said orange so you know green yellow orange is what we're riding for
0: I'm not mad at the orange. Uh, I we we were just touching on Rihanna though. Uh, you know, obviously performing at the Super Bowl. Um, I gave out some props. So uh let's say like, will Rihanna wear sunglasses on stage? What are you feeling
1: there, sound man? Nah, no sunglasses. Uh, listen, props that you, you know what I'm saying, like she's gonna she's gonna have a football in her hand. It's gonna be pyro techniques. Key said he wanted to spring a little bit on the butt cheeks, me and So you know what I mean. That, that's what what Key said. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just the messenger here. The yeah, messenger. Yes,
0: it's just plus one
1: twenty. I mean, I'm
0: just saying like that's some value there.
1: It was cleavage, like you know. I believe cleavage would be shown as well. They had like what a nipple be out. Like is it two thousand? I don't know what year that that shit was, but like it's not that no more. Like a nipple won't slip on NFL's premises at all. Like this is Rock Nation a rock Nation woman. We're not doing all of that. So it's just like, what are we doing, man? But, um, yeah. Give me, give me the Rihanna props. The two props I like from Rihanna the most is pyrotechnics and a football being used as a prop. That That's what I like the most.
0: There's sound, say. man. That's what he's liking. All right. I really don't got nothing for the Rihanna props, really, honestly. Uh, the minus 300, though, and the red, pink lipstick, somebody might be knowing something, but I uh, just wanted to point that out.
1: They got hair color. I had nothing for that. I don't know what Rihanna. I haven't seen her since she had the before she had the baby. So I don't even know what the hell is going on.
0: That's fair. But yeah, I don't have too much for Rihanna, but I definitely gave some some energy today. Um, uh, but yeah, Keith said, listen. For a minus 160, the yeah, yeah, never mind, never mind. I got I got nothing. I got nothing for Rihanna. I got nothing for it. But uh I guess let's get into some like actual plays that we like right now. Uh Maybe not, Rome. Rome. I'll start with me, Rome. Uh, I'm looking for the QBR for Mahomes. I believe, um, you know, through the great balance, it's, it's over 90, uh, probably like 95 and a half or so for the QBR, over, under for this game. Um, like I said, he hasn't performed great in these Super Bowls. Uh, Mahomes hasn't. Um, so 71.8 QBR, I believe, in his first Super Bowl and his second in a loss about 56. So I'm probably going to look to to fade him um, in the under on his QBR, especially going up against a historic sack defense in the uh, the Eagles. And even got like you're throwing like a Indomitian Sioux to kind of spell somebody, like stuff like that. So I'm going to take, um, I'm not sure. Yes, I'm going to take that QBR under for Mahomes. That'll definitely be a play for me. I'm going to give out the official number when I can find it.
1: Sound man, you got anything right now? I really don't have much for this game, bro. I can't lie. Like the um the playoffs took me out, bro. Like, I'm not even. I'm ready for September, bro. I have nothing for I'm Not even gonna worry about the Super Bowl this year, bro. I really don't have much.
0: Look at sound, man. Down, down and out, sound, man. What is this? This is the Super Bowl prop show, bro? I really no. don't. Know. No. All right, Rome. You got anything you like specifically as far as props, or that yeah. you? Bet see- right on the Super Bowl. Gonna be the
2: under. Um, whatever highest
0: number you can get it at, but I like 51. All right. Rome likes under the 51 total. You might get sneak out of 51 and a half near game time, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, reminder, all three Andy Reid Super Bowl games have gone under the total. So they want to know that, but yeah, I'm going to give out actual plays. Um, the Eagles, uh, on the money line, that's gonna, definitely going to be my best bet this week. And then uh, I'm going to look for that actual prop for the uh, Mahomes, and I'll give that out officially. But I want his under in his QBR, um, 95 and a half or so. I'll definitely take that under. Sound man, what do you got this week? Super Bowl prop episode finale. Talk to them.
1: Um, As far as my favorite prop or some shit, like what are we talking about? Favorite bro? prop, favorite play. Favorite play? Shit, man. Give me, like I said, give me the Rihanna. Plus 150 for the pyrotechnics. Plus 120 for the football prop, bro. She, she going to do both of those.
0: I'm, I'm liking the plus money play. So, all right. Salman is on the re read train. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and I, I'm, yeah, Eagles in a 95 and a half. I think, I think you might be able to get higher on my home. So, I'll give out the official number. But, uh, yeah, Super Bowl prop episode. And Prop God, again, once again, likes, Travis Kelsey over nine and a half targets. Miles Sanders over 26 and a half first half rushing yards. And that is it for us, gentlemen. What a season. Season four. What's the line podcast? Um, I'll be doing some NBA. So if you guys ever got some real thoughts on the NBA or something, just drop me an audio uh message. But uh yeah, this is it. Luka Doncic. Yeah, Luka Luca. See you all in September, NFL. Um. Yeah, this has been great, and uh, yeah, let's get to some basketball on the other end. All right, this may have been um, NBA trade deadline just passed yesterday. This may have been the craziest NBA trade deadline we've had in history. Um, so you know, just going over overall, let's go. Let's let's hear Mike Curry's thoughts on this NBA trade deadline yesterday. Yo,
3: what's going on, P? What's going on, everybody? Whole Annie up family, shout out to everybody, all the subscribers, all the listeners. Uh, man, I'm definitely delighted to talk NBA trade deadline. It was, it was, it was something epic. You know, as a Lakers fan, I was feeling pretty good. You know, I'm actually gonna break this down the winners and losers categories. But as a Lakers fan, I was feeling pretty good. Uh, they had some solid moves. They had the three team trade where they dealt Russell Westbrook, and obviously the fit was questionable. The fit just didn't work. And, you know, they got back a pretty nice package. They got D'Angelo Russell, Jerry Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley. So you got a couple of shooters. You got a front court guy, and Jerry Vanderbilt. So I was feeling good. But before I return to what the Lakers, you know, concluded their trade deadline with with the likes of Obama and Devon Reed, and they acquired a couple of second round picks, I was feeling really good about the Lakers, man. And then the Suns, they make the craziest trade, man. They acquired Kevin Durant. And they also get TJ Warren too. I'm like, damn, I got KB and TJ Warren. So the Suns they you know shipped out Mikhail Bridges, also shipped out Cam Johnson, and four unprotected first round picks, and a pick swap to get Kevin Durant and TJ Warren over in Phoenix. Uh, pretty crazy move. It, at the end of the day, it's, it, it's Kevin Durant. It, <laughs> it's Kevin Durant. You know arguably one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, you know a top. Two, three score. Some people even say the best score of all time. Uh, you add that with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and they still kept DeAndre Aiden too, which I thought was pretty crazy. Uh, the only thing that's really stopping this team is health. Um, you know, Chris Paul always gets banged up in the postseason. Devin Booker struggled with some injuries, and Kevin Durant. Uh, he hasn't had the greatest injury history the last few years. So, The only thing that's really stopping this team, in my opinion, is health. I think DeAndre Aiden is uh, is a constant guy that's always in there. Um, But Monty Williams, man, uh, he's been a hell of a coach. He don't got to do too much coaching with this group right here. Uh, One thing I am concerned about is their depth. They definitely lack some depth. I know they acquired TJ Warren in this trade, but uh, you know guys got, like, campaigns on the roster, but they don't have a ton of depth. So I would say that, you know, none of these guys can really afford to get injured. Um, But I like the move, man. Swing big, you know, you got to go for it, man. Kevin Durant's available. Uh, I mean, I I say you go out and get him. kind of disappointed that the Lakers didn't go after him and, you know, other teams. You know, it's Kevin Durant. I can't really stress that enough. Uh, But shout out to the Suns, man. They definitely hijacked the trade um, deadline. Um, But before that, we had Kyrie Irving going to the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, even though it could potentially be a rental, I still like the move. Um, You get Kyrie Irving, um, you know, one of the most skilled players of all time. One of the best point guards in the league, obviously. Um, You know, definitely struggled with some things. But I kind of felt like the Brooklyn Nets situation grew toxic. Also, you know, grew stale. And it's a situation where, you know, what if (laughs) James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving played a combined 18 games. You ship James Harden out of there, get Ben Simmons. And guys like Seth Curry and the thing still never got off the ground, still never really got moving. You know, the Kyrie Irving vaccine situation, uh, the anti-Semitic situation. It was just a lot going on. And, you know, they traded him. I don't like that the owner wouldn't trade him to my Lakers for selfish reasons, obviously. But it could be viewed as a rental. Kyrie could still become a member, possibly, of the Lakers in the offseason by now know. Um, you know, they, they make some moves over the deadline, but I like the move. It's going to be a little different, you know, Luka, Kyrie, uh, how can they coexist? But, you know, we've said this a lot of times, how can players coexist? Ky- Kyrie coexisted with LeBron, who's a ball dominant player. And I know Luka's a little more ball dominant, but Luka, you know, his assist numbers are really high. And I think, you know, Luka's been looking for another star, you know, because I'm going to be real. If I'm Luka Doncic, like, why am I deferring to you? You know what I'm saying? You know, I know Spencer them he's a solid player, but, I like, I'll, I'll defer to Kyrie Irving. He's, he's a great player, you know. So, I, I like the move, even though it could be a rental. I do like the move because it shows that the Mavericks are willing to build around Luka. That's their superstar. That's, you know, one of the best players in the league. And you got to do that, especially when they're young, man. You don't want another dirt situation where uh, he may not see the finals until, like, Year ten, year eleven, and then he may not see it again until his last couple of years in the in his career. So I like the move. A Kyrie Irvin, obviously, no great player. Hopefully he hopefully, gets stay healthy and you know just stay out the noise. And yeah, uh, so I, I would agree. The Mavericks is a winner. Uh, losers, I think Miami Heat. I think they needed to make a move. Still got bad contracts and guys like Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson on the team. Uh, I would have liked them to get involved, but I mean, they could, you know, be in on a buying situation. I mean, buy a market and grab some players there. Maybe a Russell Westbrook, maybe a John Wall, we'll see. Um, I didn't mean to skip over the Clippers as a winner, but I thought they uh, had a good trade deadline getting Bones Highland just for a couple of seconds. I'm actually a fan of Bones Highland, I like his game. A nice little spark plug off the bench. They also got Eric Gordon. The Houston Rockets freed Eric Gordon. <laughs> I just saw Eric Gordon play live, and I had a feeling he would get traded the next day. Um, but he's a shooter. A dead eye shooter. Uh, a really good shooter from the corner. And I just think that's a good piece to add to you know what the Clippers already have with PG, Kawhi, etc., etc. And they also get Mason Plumlee. Uh, that's some nice depth in there. Um, backup for Zubats. And, I think the Clippers are scary, cause they, you know, they kept everything intact. I know they bought out John Wall, but you still got guys like Norman Powell on the roster. And, you know, we'll see, but, I mean, I think the Clippers are gonna always be Clippers. Another loser I have is the Chicago Bulls, just because they, they're a team that's just kinda of stuck where they are. Zach Levine, DeMar, DeRozan, I like Vucic as well, but, you're kinda of stuck in one spot when those are your best players because i mean you're really like a second round exit at best then they can win a playoff series obviously but uh, they're kind of just stuck and you don't want to ever just be stuck in the middle like the bulls they will be successful if a, a bunch of injuries just happen you know so yeah i don't i don't really like that for the bulls they didn't do anything they i think they should blow it up honestly probably will look to do that in the off season. Maybe trade like a Zach Levine. Uh, maybe trade Lonzo Ball, who's been unhealthy. And, you know, DeMar DeRozan, maybe they'll trade him somewhere else. And just start over, because I think that's what they need to do. And the Toronto Raptors, I thought they should have made some moves because they're another team kind of stuck in the same situation as the Chicago Bulls. And the Raptors actually have more young talent than the Bulls. Guys like OG Noby. Guys like uh, Fred VanVleet uh they they got they got they got pieces that they can definitely garner some you know assets and return and you know some future draft capital but yeah i i, I think they did good and you know since they're, they're not like at the bottom bottom like the rockets and the um spurs and you know, even like the Wizards to a degree, they're kind of at the bottom. They're not at the bottom, bottom. They're like, like still fighting around the playing area. And that's not where you want to be, you know, when there's a a, a prospect like Victor Women coming out. So I thought they should have looked to unload some of these players like OG and Anobi, who's been talked about in trade uh, rumors for a while, and they didn't do that. So um, we'll see how that season finishes out. I don't think they'll tank. I think New is a good coach. And they still have some talent where they can, you know, win some ball games, but that's just not where you want to be, in my opinion, in today's NBA. You want to be at the top, top, like what the Suns are doing, and what the Clippers are doing, and the Golden State Warriors. You want to afford yourself and put yourself in the best position to win a championship, and or you just want to be at the bottom because being in the middle. I mean, yeah, you know, the Raptors have been good at drafting players like Pascal Siakam, drafting and developing Fred VanVleet undrafted, but. You wanna? I don't know. Me personally, I would have made a move, We've got some draft capital, but I mean, maybe the Raptors front office—they know better than me. I mean, they're employed; I'm not. So <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, definitely enjoyed talking to trade deadline of the Super Bowls this weekend. But uh, deadline was crazy.
0: Yeah, Mike said a lot of great things. I, you know, this deadline for me—I mean, I think that the the biggest deal, right, was the, the the Kevin Durant to um to Phoenix. But, um, you know, I, I do have – I mean, there's some pros and cons, right? The pros are you get Kevin Durant, the team him up with Devin Booker. Obviously, these are two guys that can score the basketball at will. Um, so, you know, scoring should not be too tough for them. Defensively, though, they did give up Mikel Bridges. Um, they also gave up – they also gave up Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder. The Suns did. So, defensively, you have to think that, you know – there may be some, somewhat of a, a con there, for sure, defensively, especially in a seven-game series. So I got to see what they do there. Also, I love Kevin Durant, right? But these are three guys that, and Booker, Paul, and Durant, can they lead their teams to championships? This is something that's been asked, right? This is something that's been over and over. Can they lead? We know Durant has two. But that was um, Golden State. That was Steph's team. And, you know, the Steph was incredible. And KD was incredible in, in that Steph, uh, you know, on Steph's team. However, this is different. So I want to see, can one of these three guys lead the team to a championship? Chris Paul, you know, probably not. I mean, he's looking, you know, just not himself. But I mean, if he could, you know, in April and May, if he could just pick himself up to have these games, you know, with the 15 assists or something – Get a double double. Maybe they can make things happen, but that was obviously a big trade. But also, kudos to James Jones, James Jones. Um, GM of the year, I believe, uh last year when the Suns, uh, two years ago when the Suns got to the finals. Um, he makes this trade to bring in Kevin Durant. He brought in uh <clears throat> he made the trade to bring in Chris Paul. So shout out to James Jones, black man, black history, mom. GM. Good GM. All right. Um, other things that happen, um, the Bucks they got Jay Crowder in the trade. Um, for a lot of second-round picks have been traded on this deadline, 38 in total. But I like this for the Bucs. This is how the Bucs win. You know, they have that defensive guy. You know what I mean? It really, like, sets the tone. You know, hit a three, hit a three in the corner or two. Um, Jay Crowder has been in two of the last three NBA finals. So I really like this for the Bucs. Um, I think Middleton still has to be himself. Um, so... You know, we're going to see what they do there. But uh, as long as, um you know, Middleton can can be healthy and play, I think that uh, this Milwaukee team could do really good things with Jay Crowder. Uh, Clippers, they also got better, but they, they did a lot of stuff. They got rid of Reggie Jackson's other world, the John Walls. Um, they traded for Bones Highland as well as Eric Gordon. So it seemed like the Clippers have, have gotten a little better. They traded away Luke Kennard to the Memphis Grizzlies. So I definitely like what the Clippers uh, did in this instance, but it's really about the Lakers, right? The Lakers, like, they did some really good things to straight deadline. Um, got out Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, they sent him away. Russell Westbrook uh, probably going to be bought out. Uh, but this team brings in Mo Bamba. They bring in Mo Bamba for Patrick Beverly straight up. They bring in D'Angelo Russell. Um, you know, they also bring in Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. This team got some shooting. This team got a, a point guard that, you know, isn't going to turn the ball over as much as Russell Westbrook does. Um, uh, and D'Angelo is more of a shooter, a scorer rather than like a point guard. So LeBron can, you know, you know, get, still handle the ball. So I thought it was a really good trade deadline. Um, you know, there are a lot of good things that happened. A ton of trades it was tough to keep up with. Um, but also the magic i think i like the uh, the trade for the magic mo Bamba for patrick beverly listen i'm an orlando magic fan i'm hoping we could sneak into this play-in um as we know brooklyn just let go uh, or traded two of their best players um so maybe they'll fall out and then you got uh, the bulls who just keep on losing lost last night again and then i know that uh, we face the orlando faces the bulls soon the bulls also have to play cleveland soon so Atlanta has been struggling. They win yesterday against Phoenix, a Phoenix team that is missing, you know, the guys that they traded and Kevin Durant, who they traded for. Uh, So, you know, that was not the Phoenix team that's going to be. But Orlando, I mean, beat Denver last night by double digits. Can we sneak in? Who knows? I do like Patrick Beverly to help this team defensively. One thing you could do in the Magic is shoot the three. Um, You know, the three ball guys be cashing out on threes on us. But I think Pat Beverly will help. Him linking up Apollo. I definitely like it. And to build this team's toughness, I think it'll help Cole Anthony. I really like this for Orlando. And I'm hoping we can sneak into playing. So that's the power for the day. Appreciate everybody for listening. A little NBA talk at the end. And see you all soon.